0: Well, welcome to North Point Plus. Plus, welcome, Uh, Abby. Number 59.
1: Woohoo. This Uh, is our guest host, Abby Evans.
0: Hi. Um, Yes, I'm Abby Evans, and I've been attending North Point for how old is that child? Uh, About four or five years, I think. Something like that. Growing up on five years, yeah.
1: How many children do you have? have?
0: Five. I have a literal handful. And what so is the oldest? Our eldest is nine, and our youngest uh, just turned 14 months.
1: So five oh. less than nine.
0: Yes. And maybe my qualifications to be here today are that my um, youngest child was actually born one day before Mark's. And so oh, we are in nice, the same Before well, Grace, yeah. Yeah, the day before. Oh, we were in the cool. hospital at the same time, but we didn't see each other. So, um,
1: <laughs> so we've said, uh, Mark admitted that Julie was pregnant again. Yes. Um, no,
0: <laughs> I didn't have an announcement to make. No, no. But thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll, we'll hold with five for right now. Yeah. I yeah. can tell you from personal experience, six is better than five.
0: Oh, well, that's good to know. Five is a little overwhelming right I, now. <laughs> so I remember.
1: I remember. We're definitely so welcome. open to that. Welcome yeah. to the podcast booth.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> good. So, um, we have a few questions. Yeah. We have one from last week. Should we start with that?
1: Um, You know what? Let's start with, we'll get through this together. We're learning. Um, Let's just talk about big picture, kind of where we are in in terms of the message. Sure. No no worries at all.
0: Okay. So, the, the purpose of North Point Plus is to sit down and deal with some questions that we have yeah. um that come up during the sermon or during the week and since right now the church is going through the experiencing god workbook by blackaby all the blackabies right yep. it's like the whole three thing. generations of black yeah yeah um so since we're going through that people are also asking questions straight out of the workbook because we're right. working on this during the week as well um so before we
1: get to the question yeah let me let me just talk for a second Mm -hmm. and and let me say this uh, in terms of oh there we go um Mm -hmm. about the um just some fun stuff so our oldest son was here this past weekend we went to the the ohio state university football game on saturday and then he was here for church on sunday which is great so we sit down at lunch and he said um he said, Dad, so, like, can we talk about the sermon? And I said, <laughs> yeah. And he said, can I ask some questions? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And and I said, oh, you should have written them down, and we could have talked about them in the podcast. So we may do that later. Thank you, Joe, who's probably not watching the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, well. But um, big picture, we're talking about in Experiencing God about how God speaks to us today, like if if we are experiencing God on a in a in real time, in real terms, in our life right now, and God is speaking to us. How does He do do that? Does He do that in an audible voice? What's that look like? And so, mm-hmm. a week ago, we talked about how God speaks through Scripture. Um, my my uh, replacement, Chris, uh, my twin, my, whatever it is, uh, Chris stepped in. We but um, we talked about. How God speaks through Scripture. This past week, we talked about how God speaks to us through prayer, through um, through the church, or through counsel, mm-hmm. and through um, circumstances. And so th- that's kind of the big overview in terms of where we were. Yep. So we had some questions that came out of that.
0: Yes. So uh, the question from last week. Yeah, kind of based on, yeah. a, on a workbook question that was asked, but how do I make sure my only desire is to know God's will? Why don't you start with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's, that's a great place. So that question comes out of the workbook. It was mm-hmm. in one of the, the pieces that Blackaby wrote there that said, make God's will your primary desire, the primary desire in your right. life. Um and how do you make sure that you do that i think that the answer to that really is that it's just a there's a daily uh give and take that comes because satan's trying to derail us there's a spiritual battle going on but we're constantly thinking god how do you how how do i live out what your will is not your will for my life but your will how's how do i do that and um i don't think that there's anything magic in that you know there's not any magic kind of formula it really is living out the lordship of jesus that that um day by day minute by minute event by event there is this sense of of saying god what um how can i please you in this how can i Mm -hmm. how can i be your instrument in this how can i do what you want me to do in this and that that really is what it looks like to live out God's will.
0: So you're saying that it's not like I just get rid of my human nature and this conversation is over, we don't, like, it's fixed and God is now my (laughs) desire, you
1: know? No, I don't don't think that that it's, I don't think until the day that we die that it's ever a a done deal. And as much as we wish that we could step completely out of the picture and people would only see Jesus in us. Um, we got skin on, we got issues, we've, we've got um, struggles. And so it really is a constant process of saying yes to God and no to self um, at every level.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, good. Thank you. Now <laughs> that we've solved the world's problems. That's right. Um, no. <laughs> so that was that question from last week. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you ready to dive right sure. in? Sure this week's question. Let's questions? do it. Drum roll, please. We don't have... No. Oh, that's really a bummer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the next question was that um, Experiencing God talks a lot about keeping a spiritual journal. Yeah. Do you do that? Do you recommend doing that?
1: Um, I <laughs> don't do that.
0: <gasps> yes. But you do, don't you? I do. Well, yeah. I guess this would probably... Be it. Yeah. Oh, that's, look at me. I'm such a...
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, <laughs> everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as I believe in the value of journaling, it's not anything that I have done in my life because that's not really how I process stuff typically. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't because I know that there's great value in that. Um, so I'll, let me just tell one quick story, and then you can yeah. talk about, about how you journal, because sure. that's not why we ask you to be <laughs> the guest <laughs> host. But um, th- but I think that's something that you can speak to. I, um, there was uh, When I taught at the college, when I taught at Ozark Christian College, um, there was a professor who had been there for a long, long time, a guy I had a lot of respect for. And he had passed away before I ever got out there to to teach. But his son was on staff at that point in time. And his son was talking one one time about when his dad died. And I had been at a number of things where his dad had spoken. Um, One of the things that they did is they went through the house, go through all the stuff. I forget what the number was, but it was like 30 boxes of yellow pads that his dad had journaled all of his life. I mean, he had he had journaled his entire life a spiritual journal which is different than like dear diary kind of thing it's mm-hmm. different than than writing about oh we had this for dinner the kids said this and that was funny that kind of thing it really is about okay god what are you teaching me in these moments or this particular thing is going on what do you want me to do and and i just thought man what a treasure that is yeah to, the legacy to, there to have the the both God's voice in that and the voice of your dad being able to just read through that and um, and have that uh, through all the major issues of life. So, yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. So what about you? You journal?
0: Uh, Yeah, I journal a little bit. Um, I've always heard that. Oh, it's a good it's a good thing to do. Um, I think what mine has developed into being is. Uh, right now, I'm doing sermon notes, and then oh, cool. I follow it up. Um, my husband and I are sharing a workbook, so uh-huh. I just write my answers in my cute notebook, and oh, cool. he writes his in the boring notebook. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and he's fine with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's how I've been doing um, things right now. Um, and then I think a prayer journal is different as well, and right. that's what I—that's d- the thing I do. That's totally different. I just like color pictures, sort of. <laughs> so, but yeah. n-
1: no, talk about that. What
2: do you do?
0: So when I, um, I found that I couldn't focus when I was praying and I ended up thinking about the grocery list instead. Yeah. And so um, I started writing out the prayers in full words um, uh-huh. using colors. And the first time I did it, I wasn't like paying attention really to what colors were going where. Um, and when I, I used watercolor pencils, which means you can add water later and it kind of like smears the picture and makes it look not like a bunch of written words. Yeah. So when I washed that over the picture, it was super cool because there was like this mountain scene and this like tree that kind of emerged. And I think I kind of knew that that was going on, but the shading and stuff was just like, really, that's that's so cool. cool. So I, um, I've continued to do that less now. I'm, that's one of the things that I feel like God's pulling me back to doing uh-huh. via um, doing the experiencing God stuff. Just the gentle reminders of like, you know, that was really nice. Yeah. Um, that time spent. So when I, f- you know, prayed and I finish a sheet, I've got a f- like physical, beautiful reminder of a beautiful time that was spent, too. Yeah. And that doesn't mean everything I pray about is beautiful or wonderful right. or that my attitude is good even yeah because sometimes that happens too but,
1: but th- that really is fleshing out that whole yeah. concept of god speaking through prayer yeah uh, through yeah. the time that you pray yes um so yeah,
0: yeah that's cool. it's, it's kind of fun
1: that's that's outstanding yeah It's, diff- it's so it's talk weird. to abby <laughs> about where to find colored pencils yeah
0: oh <laughs> you know, oh all the art pencils. supplies yeah. Yeah. yes <laughs> awesome um, should we yeah. move on? Yeah. Okay. So, um there was an illustration during yes. the first service and also what's online if you watched online, um that you chose not to share. Yeah. Um so first of all, will you share it? And secondly, what goes into you pulling something in the middle of a sermon or adding something even? Um.
1: Yeah, so uh some big picture stuff. So when we started the podcast a year ago, one of the one of the things that I thought was I usually have somewhere between, uh, I don't know, somewhere up to 20 pages of notes for the message. Um,
0: and you don't have a spiritual journal.
1: And I don't, well, but I, I <laughs> all of the stuff that is the background and all of the thoughts that I have in the process, but I keep all that. So like, yeah. if I go I mean, back to my sermon files, kinda it has all there. Yes, yeah, there. Spiritual journal, so, just um, saying. <laughs> so I start with 20 pages worth of stuff, 15 pages worth of stuff, whatever, and then, mm-hmm. then begin to put it into form that eventually it's going to get preached from, and I keep all those pages at the end. And... Um, I know, um, like right now, if I'm if 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 I have more than twelve pages, when I go into Sunday morning, mm-hmm. it's going to be long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be longer than it needs to be. Probably longer than you would like to hear. <laughs> um, uh, so so this illustration that I had was in there, but I knew that I was kind of pushing the time limits. And so I was back and forth. And one of the things that you're never supposed to do when you speak publicly is acknowledge mix mistakes or the processing that you're going through. Like I should have just kept going and not said anything, but I was struggling because it's a, it's an illustration with people that, that um, you're all acquainted with. And I, I talked to um, Ashley, um, Ashley Howard in between services and part of part of why i didn't tell the story was because i hadn't talked to jake and ashley ahead of time even though it's their story it's kind of my story and and i was going to talk to them ahead of time i didn't that's probably more explanation than you need to know but here's the deal so sometimes we look for we look for god to speak through circumstances and then we pursue what we how we interpret those circumstances we pursue that um, believing that God is speaking through that process, so the story was this. And I told, I did tell it second second service because Ashley said, "Oh no, go ahead, tell tell the story." So, um, a number of years ago, seven, eight years ago, whenever it was, um, we Chris had moved out of student ministry into um, into the Connect uh, small groups ministry. So we need to hire a student student minister. We had a guy internally that we thought that that was going to be our candidate. And when we made that decision, Jake, um, Jake's wife is from Lansing. Ashley is from Lansing, and so Jake had reached out and said, "Hey, I hear you're looking for student minister. I'd really like to be considered." Mm-hmm. So we had interacted, but I said to him, "Hey, we've got an, we've got this internal candidate. It's uh, we think that that's going to happen." Um, and he said, "Great, no problem, no worries. God's in control." Okay. So um, so they. Then, based on that conversation, made the decision to kind of put down roots in Cincinnati. They bought a house. And um, about six weeks later, four weeks later, somewhere in there, um, it became clear that the internal candidate that we had was not going to be our candidate. And so I called Jake back and said, hey, um, are you still interested in coming (laughs) to North Point as as, uh, the student minister? And he said, wow. He said, it would have been nice if we would have, we just bought this house. We're mm-hmm. moving into the house. I, I can't remember the exact time, but it was like when we talked, they had just moved in within a week or two, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, he said, he said, you know what, let us pray about it. Let me get back with you. And, um, and ultimately he said, he called back and he said, you know what, um, we feel like this is an opportunity we need to re- really be open to and um and if god's in it the ha- the house is not going to be the deciding factor. Now the reason I wanted to tell that illustration, tell that story was because for many people they would say, "Oh, no, we're not supposed to go there because we bought the house." That the circumstances house. determine yeah. um a, a response to god's leading. And and they did just the opposite. They they um th- they ultimately said yeah we'll come to north point we hired them they turned around and sold the house and they sold it really in, in really a pretty quick period of time mm-hmm. and and made money out of it which was god's <laughs> blessing not god's um it was not god working through those circumstances because they had already said yes if if that makes any sense the, sure. yeah the their god spoke through the circumstances but not to determine the course of action for whether they were going to be obedient or not
0: sure yeah
1: um, now I didn't say this in second story second service when when I told the story and I and I do want to say this and I will look at the camera for, <laughs> the, for, the, for this part of the story um, I think that that's a really um, powerful illustration uh, how easy it is to look at circumstances and let circumstances um, shape whatever it is that we think that God is calling us to do. Yeah. When we moved to Southwest Missouri and I was on staff at the college, um, Deb went to a uh, staff wives Bible study or something like that. And they were all talking about their call to the college Um, to be on staff at the college and how God had directed them all in that process. And so one after another, they said, oh, yeah, you know, we had this opportunity. We put our house up for sale. Our house sold in a day. Our house sold in six hours. Our house sold and made all this money, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it got to Deb and Deb said, um, at that point, our house in Maryland still had not sold. It had been on the market for twelve months. Uh, no, it had been on the market. I think at that point for sixteen months. It didn't sell for another few months after that. And and she said, our house still hasn't sold. Mm-hmm. But we're convinced that God called us here. Yeah. Um, that's the the danger is to say, oh, good circumstances mean God's in it bad circumstances mean god's not in it and and i just want to say as clearly as i can that's not the case we, god speaks through circumstances but he speaks to affirm the way that he's working mm-hmm. i don't think i think it's really risky to ju- to to um, to determine what path we take based on how we read the circumstances cuz like i said in the message satan can open and close doors yeah too yeah so yeah does that make That's, sense? Yeah, yeah, that
0: fleshes that out, and now we know the secret story. Now, now you know the so, story. That's yeah. right, if
1: you were at first service.
0: <laughs> um, I was trying to think if there was anything else from that one. I think you covered it. Good. Great. Um, question number three. Yeah. Uh, if you don't trust the church, you don't really trust God. Controversial. There. Um <laughs> the Bible really say
1: that? that yeah that's that's the question that came in does the Bible really yeah. really say that the Bible doesn't say that in those words that's Rick Rubel words
0: exactly um, yeah
1: <laughs> but um, I said it because I think that there's a strong case in Scripture um, we live in a culture that is cautious and um, and questions um, motives questions all kinds of stuff and a lot of people have been burnt by the church Mm -hmm. and so uh, there are a lot of people that say I don't trust the church there are a lot of people that say I believe God I love Jesus I don't love the church I won't go to church I I had an interaction with somebody this past week that basically said you do Uh church that's great that's not me Um, I my relationship with God is perfect um, but we don't do the church I would submit, and this is why this is why I said it in the message, that God's plan in Scripture is clear that the church is the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. the bride of Christ. We've talked about, and um, it's it's like me saying to to um, (laughs) to Ethan, oh Ethan, you're my best friend. I love being with you. Abby, keep her away from me. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have anything to do with her. Yeah. Um, Your husband, if that were the case probably punch me in the face. No, I don't know that he would punch yeah. me, but he he would say, that's <laughs> no friendship. How, how yeah. you can't yeah. be friends with me with me without having a relationship with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um and and to know that I love her and she loves me and and you love her as well, um not in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and and yeah. so I would maintain that um that to to love God and to trust God and to not be connected to the church. Um, you don't really love and trust God because what you're essentially, what you're really doing is saying, um, I've been hurt. I trust me more than I trust God's plan. And that's what I tried to flesh out in the message as well, that when you look at the authority that God has put in place, mm-hmm. when you look at um, the pl- God's plan, how he has laid that out in Scripture, we either trust that or we don't. We either right. trust that or we trust ourselves. And and for a lot of us, we would say, I know that's there. That's not my experience. I don't buy it. I'm not doing it. And I just want to say that's really, really dangerous. It's really shaky ground
2: mm-hmm.
1: because God is either God or he's not. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So uh
0: so that statement of or the concept of if you trust God you can trust the church yeah. that kind of implies that all the leadership are actively seeking and doing what God's asking them to do.
1: Yeah, although I would say too I, and and I've I've lived this. I've been in some churches <laughs> where sometimes the leadership was not they're not people that i would have chosen to be the leaders spiritual Mm -hmm. leaders of the church but my faith is not in them my faith is in god so
0: yeah let's flush sorry let's flush that out because i think we're talking about trust and faith almost interchangeably until you said Mm -hmm. that just now so your faith is in god
1: and my trust is in him and your trust yeah
0: so we don't put our faith in people or in the church but we can trust them in a part of the process? I, I
1: think that we can trust. No, that's a great yeah. question. I think that we can trust God to work through people mm-hmm. that
0: aren't that perfect. We, yeah, that are
1: imperfect. <laughs> uh, I sure hope that's the case. I hope so. That's me. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, I, I didn't say, it's funny because I had this conversation with somebody, I think in between services, um, and, and I think I would say it this way because we've been talking about it in our, in our life group the 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 danger is that we say my experience with church leadership has been bad,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I'm not going to trust the church. Um, and even though God has said the church is my body, I will work through the church.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: When that happens, what we've essentially done is said, um, my experience trumps what God has said, and. I think one of the things that has come to me real clearly through experiencing God is that um, you can only you can't look at God in light of your experience. You have to look at your experience in light of God. Yeah. Um, however that works, and so the the challenge that's there, I, I think Blackbee says it, it maybe in last week's stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's in this week's stuff. Uh, I think is is maybe when it comes, but that that are. The way that we understand scripture, what God speaks to us in prayer, it, that's always going to be in light of who God is, not in light of, what we, of, of how we kind of figure it out, how we translate it, what our, what our experience in life is.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, my husband and I were talking about that point a little bit of, um, like, if we're looking at uh, the truth of the word, based on our experiences, well, then none of it's true because we haven't personally experienced a resurrection. Right. We weren't there to see the resurrection. So if we don't put our trust in the Word first and above all the rest, then where are we at? Yeah, <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah. then so. we're, just,
1: we're kind of making it up as we go. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's, I, I hope as you're listening, um, you're processing stuff because it's really easy to land at a place where we, um, where we shape our understanding of God and how he works based on our experience yeah. rather than on what scripture says. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, th- that I like so much about um, Blackbee and, and, and much of what has come through experiencing God is in, in last week and this week, there's, you know what, God has spoken in all kinds of different ways. Mm-hmm. And when you look in scripture, God rarely spoke the same way to different people. He spoke to Moses in a Bream bush. He, you know, he spoke to, um, Elijah in, in the still small voice, yeah, uh, uh, lots and lots of different ways that Jesus interacted with people in different ways that there's not just one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's when we say this, this is how God works or doesn't work based on me. We miss that God is way bigger than us, that he's God and we're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) I think that one, for me, that one hit home a lot too and made me go, wait, what? What are you saying, Rick? Um, We had, when Ethan and I were teenagers, we were we met when we were fifteen. Uh-huh. and we wanted to do our relationship right. And so, in addition to like seeking counsel from our parents, and um, we sat down with the pastor at our church and just said, like, how we're young? Well, we weren't fifteen when we sat down. We were like seventeen, but we're young, and we're looking to you guys for guidance. And so we really trusted this leader. Yeah. And a few years later, um, he decided that because he was a pastor, like, some parts of the Bible didn't actually apply to him, and yes. he, like, said that to the church. And that, not only was he, like, the spiritual leader of our church, but we had personally, like, trusted his advice. Yeah. It makes you just real. So when we come to a new church, we're very much like, so prove to us why yeah. we can trust you, yeah. which is so hard. And I know there's lots of, I mean, churches, is made of unper- imperfect people, right? Yeah but yeah yeah that's but, one of those things
1: it, it for me you know first um I grew up in the church um my dad was um an elder in the church been doing ministry for 40 something years whatever there is there is a very real um there's a reality that we're all broken people and we all mess up and for me there has been a constant process of of constantly taking a step back to say, God, I trust you, and I trust the plan that you've put in place. And if I'm following, if I'm following you in this, I'm I'm doing the right thing, even if circumstances don't validate that, even if my mind logically doesn't um, doesn't align with that. If I'm following you. That's the right path. So, uh, just a real practical example. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at, when I was at the last church that I was at, um, a whole bunch of stuff happened, and it became really clear to to both Deb and I that our time of ministry that at the church was done. And so, I went to the elders and, and I said, "I said, you know, um, we're uh, we're we're at a place that I think that my time here is done, and we need to just look at what the transition looks like." And the elders came back and said, um, and that's, they said, we don't think you're done. Um, we think that, that you, that there's still a place for you, that the ministry that you're still doing is really valuable and we want you to stay on and we want you to, uh, eventually it came to the place that they said, take a sabbatical, really spend some time doing this. But I was, I was ready to Figure out what the transition was, mm-hmm. and I had to decide. Okay, I I could very easily write my letter of resignation and just be done. Right. But they were my elders, and mm-hmm. so I said, you know what? I trust that God is working through you guys, even though I don't agree with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I trust that God is working through you guys, and so that I'll I'll stay on that path. And so I, I stayed, um, later we, uh, you know, I took a sabbatical and, and ultimately came back from the sabbatical. And I, and I said, you know, had really, really good counsel, really good time praying, thinking about this. And I do think that it's time for, for, um, for me to go. And at that point they said, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and they released me. Interestingly enough, I never would have come to North Point. If I would you have left, left six months earlier, six months earlier yeah, mm. it would have done. Amen. It, yes.
0: Ooh, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, again, all I can say is I think that God works through imperfect people in ways that we don't expect necessarily when we think that we know better. God's still in charge, and if we, if we, if we honor Him, if we obey Him, if we um, respond to those nudges. He's going to take care of the details. Okay. So, yeah.
0: How do we... Okay, so since we're here. Yeah. How do... Like, what's the difference between a time when you disagree, but you can stay under the leadership, and a time where it's not a situation where the leaders are yeah. in the right... do you, Yeah. Sin versus just... That's, I just that's don't a, like it.
1: Yeah that's a that's a great question <laughs> um, and going p- deep <laughs> Probably p- probably a whole nother podcast uh, um, like I've, I've got a whole bunch of um, feelings and I, it'd probably be good for me to <laughs> journal my thoughts oh, on, on this. but yeah. tune in next uh, um, week when the, we
0: discuss really deep how, topics <laughs> Well
1: it's it, it really is okay how do you know when it's time to leave a church? Yeah. Because um, we live in a culture that's—I've talked about this mm-hmm. in a message—where it's very consumer-based, and so we say, "Oh, I don't like this about the church, so I'm going to go find another church that has what I like." Yep. I don't think that that's—I don't think that's a godly perspective. Right. I think I'd... when there is um, uh, a uh, uh, what's the word that I want—a um, denial of the authority of Scripture that's a good reason to leave, leave a church right mm-hmm. away. When they start saying, yeah, scripture says that, but we don't think that. Um, mm-hmm. That that to me would be a sign immediately to say run away because mm-hmm. because the church has run away from God, from his word. Mm-hmm. I think if there are issues of, um, of unrepentant sin, mm-hmm. not sin because there's sin everywhere in church leadership, yeah. Yeah. but unrepentant sin, that that that's that that can be a good reason to leave. I think that i um, you know dependent upon how deeply etched that is um, that uh, there's an issue there because obviously if the church is the body of Christ, there has to be some sense of calling people who are unrepentant in their sin to repentance um, yeah. and and God may call you to do that and be a part of that yeah um, so that's that's just a really short. And then
0: probably of like if their sports team is like different from yours.
1: I I don't know about that.
0: I yay sports. I don't even. Don't
1: You're even sitting know. in Mark's chair. Mark never cared about sports. I know. Either. I
0: I heard that like yeah. one of the last podcasts, yeah. and I was like, okay. Yeah. I I get that.
1: <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no. No, uh, it's um. Thing. <laughs> people leave churches for lots of different reasons, and and um, I think. If God doesn't call you someplace, Mm -hmm. if there's not a clear sense of call, I think we're called to plant our feet and to serve and to love and to invest, and God works
2: through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There we go. I think that was something, it may be in this next week's material, but that Blackaby said of, like, if you don't have a specific um, call to do something next, you need to stay where stay where you are, stay where you're at. Yep. Do what God asked yep. you to do last.
1: So. Yeah. We had great conversation in our life group about, um, the stuff that was in the video at the end of unit five, where, uh, where the younger one talked about his kids that didn't finish their task <laughs> and were ready to go on to the, the other and And that they was like, nope, there's no more task until you complete what you've, what, yeah. what you're called to do so yeah, yeah. good stuff there
0: good all righty our next question yes is about psalm 37 3 through 7 good um we had the question what was the or why do we leave out the last part of verse why, 7
1: why did why did isn't I that relevant
0: that? for today <laughs> so for for you listeners at home let me just share with you uh verse 7 is starts with be still in the presence of the lord and wait patiently for him to act and it goes on to say, "Don't worry about evil people who prosper, or fret about their wicked schemes." Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. yeah,
1: it's it's good stuff. And the reason that the reason that it d- um, didn't get included in the message was because I'm all the time dealing with time, yeah. and I str- I <laughs> personally struggle when I'm when I'm putting together a message because I think scripture is far more important than anything I say, mm-hmm. but and I want to use scripture. Accurately and rightly, I don't want to take stuff out of context. But in in Psalm thirty seven, the part that I really wanted to focus on was the whole idea of um, trust in the Lord. De- delight yourself in the Lord; He'll give you the desires of your heart. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, verse verse four that's there, um, and that that when we pray. What we do is align ourselves with God. It's not that God changes his mind. It's that our heart changes because in the conversation that we have with him, Mm -hmm. um, we begin to see things from God's perspective. And so the, the, the thing that I really wanted to do in that was to just focus on all of the in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord things that are there in those verses. And that last clause of Psalm thirty-seven, like, it, w- it was about something else. Uh, it was it, all just, good stuff. Don't fret when people, uh, when other, when other people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked. Don't worry about what happens with those guys. Don't
0: think about them. Just keep your eyes on yeah, Jesus. Yeah,
1: but but it didn't. It really wasn't pushing the ball forward. Sports metaphor yep. there. Sports um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, for for what I was trying to communicate at that point. So that's sure. why. Good catch so, though. Yep.
0: Yep. Got to keep you accountable there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, we have just a couple more questions. Good. Um, the next question. Let's see. Let's do. Let's do the end of your sermon. Yep. It seemed like you were saying not to seek God um, to speak in circumstances, but at the end of the message, then you were asking us to ask for miraculous signs or not to. Can you ex- can you explain? Yeah.
1: That? yeah, and actually that question is that's the question we had over lunch yesterday with yeah. Joe. Um, <laughs> so we can attribute this question to my son Joe. He's and what he said was, it seemed like, Dad, you were saying, don't look for God to lead through circumstances. But then you said, but if you're going to look to circumstances, ask for ask for a miracle, ask for something yeah. supernatural. yeah, and that's that is accurate in terms of what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 clarity that I would that I would just want to bring is to say, um, look for God to be speaking in circumstances more so than to give direction through circumstances. Okay. Uh, you know, f- sure. follow, follow God's lead. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times circumstances will, will help affirm that. Uh, um, the, uh, God will speak through the circumstances that, that, um, that uh, corroborate with what he said in prayer, what he said in scripture, uh, what he said in counsel, those kind of things. However our nature Mm -hmm. our default is to say god give me a sign yeah god give me a sign and and joe said were you being facetious and i said well yeah i was being facetious but not really in that if if you feel like i really need a sign from god on this ask for a miracle ask for him to act supernaturally to give you that sign to to whatever and if he doesn't don't rationalize that away don't, don't say, oh, you know what? God didn't, um, didn't take away 20 feet of shoreline from Lake Michigan. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm supposed to... And, yeah. uh, he didn't do that, but that wouldn't naturally happen. So I'm going to go do what I want anyway. That's the sure. way that we tend to... If we put out a fleece and God doesn't deliver the answer that we hope for, we just say, oh, he wasn't really going to do that anyway. And so we kind of withdraw the fleece. So if we My, ask
0: for it, if you expect for it, it to be answered.
1: Expect for it to be answered and yeah. be willing, if the answer is no, <laughs> to live with yes. the no and and to trust in that. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I would say that's not the best path. Uh, like it, some, I think in heaven it's going to be really interesting to talk to Gideon and say, Gideon, like, what's the deal? Why didn't you just listen <laughs> and why, why yeah. did you... Uh, <sighs> yeah, so... Got it.
0: Uh, do you want to play um, decide if Abby made a right decision in her past? <laughs> oh,
1: that's this sounds <laughs> about, fun.
0: About fleeces? <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's sort of my decision, sort of not. So my about, oh, it was about 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, my parent, my mom was just, we were talking. I was home from college in the summer or something. And she was like, oh, there's all these sermons about adoption. And everything on the radio is about adoption and she was just kind of like commenting kind of complaining about it and I was like, "Oh. You think you need to be thinking about that?" And she was like, "I don't think so." Like, I don't think I don't think so. And I was like, "I mean, it's all around you and you kind of took notice." So, I don't know, maybe you need to lay out a fleece." And she was like, "Quiet." <laughs> And um, and I was raised in the church, so yeah. my, and my parents were actively following what God wanted in their lives. Yeah. They were homeschooling because they felt like God was calling them to do that, um, and lots of other things. But my mom was just kind of quiet, and I just said, "Okay, well, the county fair is this weekend. What if you? F- how about if you find ten dollar bill, a ten dollar bill on the ground? You have to at least seriously think and pray about it." I wasn't like, "Then you have to adopt." Or anything like that. It was just like maybe then that's actually God, being like, okay, you are supposed to pay attention. And I picked a ten dollar bill because I was like, is too much, and a five or like <laughs> a one. That's you can find those any that's day. That's great. So, the fair happens, and one day she's walking along, she sees a ten, and she just like puts it in her pocket, doesn't think anything of it until later when she realized. That was a ten dollar bill, and my brother also found a ten dollar bill on the ground.
2: Wow! So we
0: were like, okay. So my parents actually talked about it, and we're like, what is God actually calling us to do? That so they didn't look at that as the sign of ta-da. Now we shall apply for yeah. an adoption with an adoption agency or whatever. But they they sat down and they prayed and they thought about it, and they did decide that that was the direction that God was going. So here we are thirteen years later, I have two two ten dollar bills, little brothers that were wow. adopted within a few years of that. And it's so obvious that God wanted them in our family. So how that was a fleece. That, what do we absolutely, think?
1: Absolutely that, abs- that. <laughs> God's God and he yeah, can do whatever yeah. he wants. I the part of part of the thing that I like about the fleece is that's not an that, while not supernatural miraculous. <laughs> You know, it wasn't like a twenty-five dollar bill.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would have been very (laughs) miraculous. Um, Yes.
1: But it's that's not a normal, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's not a normal kind of experience that you would think, and um, and certainly it turned them to go to God for more direction. Yes. It it was not the it was not the definitive step, but it was. God, are you really speaking in this? Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of cool. It is right, Um, (laughs) and and, that's and 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 I would say there was, uh, you know, you go through that process and you say, oh, okay, is it is that consistent with Scripture to Mm -hmm. to take care of of orphans?
0: Yep, yep.
1: Answer that's absolutely. Is that consistent with? The with what the church was communicating at that mm-hmm. point in time with counsel that kind of absolutely is yeah. that something that you had affirmed in prayer? Well, prayer then became a part of that. That's yeah. that's God in all of that. It was not, um, yeah, that's just really interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: and was that one of the things that you said? I'm not sure if you said it in the sermon or not, but um, the idea that if a miraculous circumstance or just circumstances, if they point you to a further conversation with God or about God, God is in that.
1: Yeah. I I think uh, here's the thing that it's just, it was kind of dicey in terms of uh, figuring out, okay, how do I communicate this in the smallest amount of words possible and really get there? God speaks to us through circumstances. He Mm -hmm. does. Um, That's typically to affirm how he's already working Mm-hmm. And so the work that he was already doing in your mom and dad was that your mom, your mom was thinking, oh, man, I'm hearing about it. adoption all, the all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the circumstances that happened affirmed that, mm-hmm. that God was speaking through that process. And that the the um, that that's a that's a cool thing.
2: Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah.
0: And it, I'm I will add, I mean, it hasn't all been easy. Sure. (laughs) There's no stretch of the imagination has it all been beautiful and rainbowy. Yeah. Um, But it's still really obvious that God put them in our family for a reason. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. Very cool. 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 So we have one last question. Um, And the question is when we realize that we made a bad decision, what do we do with that?
1: Yeah. And, and, like um, when God
0: brings it to mind that we didn't seek his counsel or whatever, and we realize this wasn't a great decision, but it's been done, then what do we do?
1: The, um, the question that came in that prompted that was like a page long. So there, so we're not reading the whole page, but that's really the essence of the question. When you realize that you, that you've made a decision in the past that you didn't seek counsel for, that, you probably just did all on your own, or you did from the wrong motives. What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And I think the the reality is that we live we live in linear time. We can't, regardless of what the movies tell us, we can't go back in time. We can't go to an alternative universe. Be so we cool. can't do any <laughs> of that stuff. And so, what we can do is trust that God teaches us where we are for um, for what he wants to communicate with us right now and, and on into the future. And so sometimes I think that, that we come to that place and we repent, We you know, we mm-hmm. just say, man, I don't want to do that again. God, I'm so sorry. I really did that on my own volition without any thought of you. And I'm, and I'm reaping the, um, consequences of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there is a look backwards mm-hmm. that takes us there. But the reality is, from this point forward, God's trying to teach us something. And so, so you ask the question and say, God, what are you trying to teach me now in this so that you don't make the same mistake? How do you, how do you help me hear your voice more clearly? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and am I learning the lessons that you want me to learn because of that decision that I made? Because again, bigger picture, we tend to um, we tend to associate pain with a lack of God's blessing. So yeah. if if we tend to think, oh, if we're doing what God wants us to do, um, we're not going to experience pain. It's all going to be good. There's going to be lots of blessing. I, all eyes. that good stuff is going to mm, happen. Yeah. Um, and if we are experiencing pain, that means that we're probably outside of God's will. Um, there's there's kind of a parallel thinking. Let me just say this too. Sometimes we think, oh, if I'm following God, I'm going to be poor. I'm gonna <laughs> wear burlap. I'm you know I'm I Good. that that that's the sign of God's blessing. That it's oh poor me kind of thing. I don't think either of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things for me out of experiencing God that has just been crystallized is. Pain is part of what God uses to teach us and to speak to us. Um, the, the, um, so Saturday, Joe and I went to Ohio State's game, watched incredible athletes doing incredible things. Um, they live to play football on Saturday so that eventually they can play football on Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but in order to get to the place that they can play the way that they do now, they have experienced a ton of pain. Yeah. in their conditioning in the work that they do in the weight room in practice you know I, I played football in junior high and high school and and that's been a long time ago but I remember clearly I, you know my arms just being fully bruised from my hands all the way up uh, into my into my uh, biceps um, that you experience a ton of pain so that you can get to the place that you can play the game, and that you can do that with some level of, of excellence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for us, in our walk with Jesus, we are going to experience pain, and God is going to speak to us in the midst of the pain. I, uh, it's, a, it's a whole other podcast to say, yep. <laughs> does God send the pain or allow the pain? Um, and I'm not sure how all that works all the time, except to, except to know that we live in a broken world and there's tons of pain. Yeah. And that God is speaking to us um, through that. I, the, our our trees, our flowers, all that stuff is not going to grow if it only has sunshine. It's yeah. got to have some storms. It's got you know the trees are only going to be strong if they have some strong winds that they that they endure. Yep. Uh, the roots aren't going to go deep unless they have to go deep to and find it's water. Dark in the yeah. deep yeah.
0: too. Yeah.
1: And so. Um, so I think when you look back and you say, oh, man, I messed up in that decision, what do you do with that? Well, you may repent for that decision, um, and it may be to say, okay, God, what are you teaching me now for the future? Mm-hmm. And it may be to say, um, God, I trust you to make good out of that bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an uncommon conversation mm-hmm. with people. Couples who are struggling for them to say, for somebody to say, I'm convinced now I married the wrong person. What do you do with that? Don't get a divorce (laughs) for that reason. Because it's clear that once you made that decision, that became, at that point in time, the call that you have from God is to love your husband or love your wife. No matter what. To love them. Take care of them to live with them to you know to help them grow to become a family to let that love grow and so um don't don't let a bad decision create more bad decisions if that makes any sense
0: sure use it as a growing point yeah unfortunately yeah. we make bad decisions
1: <laughs> yeah we do
0: yeah no perfect people here nope <laughs>
1: lots lots of brokenness
0: did you have anything any other questions um, Anything else
1: you wanted to uh let me think if there was anything else that was in, in page thirteen that I wanted to um, <laughs> a- incorporate i don't I don't think so um i would I'd come back to just reinforcing um the importance of being quiet when we pray of not just talking mm-hmm um because it's really easy for us, even when we just pray when, you know when we pray before the service, when we pray at meals, whatever, to mm-hmm. read off kind of our litany of need stuff and to rather than to just talk to God and mm-hmm. um, let him speak in that. I think the uh, we've talked a ton about the circumstances um, and and in the church, I would just reinforce um, you know church is full of broken people, but it's still God's plan A um and yeah. he doesn't have a plan b so yeah
0: yeah Good stuff Well, thank you for joining us for north point plus uh, episode 59
1: nice we you are see f- next week huh for uh, <laughs> forever you will be episode 59 i will
0: Ooh, give
1: it up for abby oh
0: Woo-hoo. thank you thank you for having me it's been a pleasure
1: cue the soundtrack with applause right, yes, right. clap 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 clap
0: uh, thanks thank thanks you. for
1: watching